Welcome to the Seat of Life Church Houston social media church broadcast. Hi, I'm your host, Pastor Ellis Stelly. And on behalf of my wife, Charlotte, and our children, Jaden and Naomi, and the anointed people of Seat of Life Church Houston, this is Seat of Life Lifelines. Let's have a word of prayer and get right into the message. Father God, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you, sir, for all that you're going to do here today for these, your people. I pray today, Father God, that you would think through my mind and speak through my lips and that your word would come forth unhindered and unchecked by any outside or opposing force. We give you praise in advance for all the signs, wonders, and miracles of God that you're going to do for your people today through the word of God preached in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in this session of Seed of Life Lifelines, we're going to be talking about something that's very important to your walk with God. We've started a new series called Walking in the Power of God. And in this series, we're going to show you some of the things that you need to know as a believer to walk with the anointing of the Holy Spirit and God's power in your life to make your life exponentially better. So turn with me. Let's go in our Bibles. We're talking about walking in the power of God, exercising violent faith. The times that we live in require that we take our faith to a new level. And I believe these teachings are going to empower you, amen, to be the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. Over there in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, we have our base scripture. The Bible says this, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, Jesus right there in that passage is telling us that we have authority and we have power over everything that the enemy will try and do unto us. And I want you to go into another place. Amen. Let's go to Galatians. Chapter three, Galatians chapter three, and then we're going to break these scriptures down and go over them with you. But you need to know some things that you've been given power. And not only that, you got a covenant with God because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And over there in Galatians chapter three, verse number five, amen. Paul wrote and he said this, he therefore that ministered to you the spirit and work at miracles, underline that and work at miracles among you. Doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith or blessed with faithful or like I like to say, believing Abraham. You know, uh, God in this season is calling his people to operate in power. This is a time of prayer in the Holy Spirit. And if we're going to pray to see change come to this situation, you know, this current status that we're in, the the COVID-19 status, we're going to have to be people that walk in the power of God. I have a question for you. Have you ever wondered How do I practically walk in the supernatural power that the Bible says is mine? And the answer to that is by God's word and by God's spirit. God's word and God's spirit operative in your life will cause the anointing of God's power to rise upon you, making you a weapon for God in this earth and in this time that we live in. Amen. Today on the Seed of Life Lifelines broadcast, we're going to show you just how to get the power of God working in your life according to the written word of God. Let me say this from the outset. You were never designed to live in this earth apart from the word of God. 
Try it, and I guarantee you'll have problems in your life. You are designed to live under this word with power, being led by the Spirit of God. And we're going to show you these things today, so please take some good notes and get into this Bible study with us. Amen. Now, for starters, let's get an understanding. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7 says, Above all you're getting, get thee an understanding. Understanding the supernatural truths that we're speaking to you about today will impact your life and empower you to stand and be an agent for change in this earth, in this season that we're coming into. Amen. Praise God. One of the things you have to understand in this teaching is every time you hear me say the word power, it ought to auto automatically translate to you, amen, the kingdom of God. God's kingdom is regulated by his supernatural power. In the kingdom, amen, and by his word and authority is the way that Jesus Christ manifests himself for us in the earth. Amen. I want to say that again. In the kingdom of God, amen, hallelujah, power is always demonstrated through authority. You got to understand, amen, that the authority of the word of God operative in your life brings you into a new dimension of power. Amen. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. So, amen, just, just sit back and take some good notes. Amen. Because we're going to show you some things here in the word of God. Walking in the power of God. Amen. It's understanding kingdom authority. And sadly, many of God's people don't realize the importance of this supernatural truth. Amen. And in order to exercise violent faith, you're going to have to know something about authority. Amen. In order to do that. Amen. You have been given authority through the word of God. And look over there in Ephesians chapter one. I know I'm moving a little fast, but we got to get through this teaching. Amen. Praise God. Ephesians chapter one. I'm going to show you who you are, because if you don't know who you are, you'll never be able to operate in the power of God like God has designed it in his word. Now, why is it so important, Pastor Staley? Why is it important for me to have the power of God operative in my life? Every need you have, every tire for your car, every roof for your house, every healing for your body will be contested by the enemy. Glory to God. And if you don't know who you are in Christ, if you're not operating properly in the Holy Spirit's power, you will always be at a place of a, of a, of a disadvantage in your life. God don't want you to be at a disadvantage. He wants you to be the head, not the tail, above only, not beneath. And over there in Ephesians chapter 1. Verse number 20, I want you to see who you really are. Amen. I want you to have the proper image of who God created you to be. Look what it says. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20. The Bible says this. And what is the exceeding greatness? Talking about Jesus. Amen. He said, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. And here it is. For above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at verse number 22. And has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body. The fullness of him that fill it all in all. Let me tell you something. If you're part of the church and Jesus is the head of the church, you're a part of his body. 
And Jesus is sitting high above all principality and power and any name that is a name, including coronavirus. And if you operate in the power of God, like it's designed for you to operate in his word, you will have the authority over anything coming against your life and your destiny. Amen. Now you have a right right now to your blood bought covenant. Amen. In Christ to stand. We got to know that we've been given authority. You don't have to sit back and just take the status quo. When you're walking in the power of God and operating properly in his word, God's power, which comes from the authority of God's word, will be a man on display in your life. Let me show you this authority. Jesus gave you authority. Amen. Praise God. To exercise violent faith. Let's go over there to Matthew chapter number 18. Now, I'm talking about in a practical way now. I'm not trying to be theological. This word was not written for theologians. This word was written for people who believe God. And when you got trouble in your life, you got to know that you've been given supernatural power to get that trouble out of your life. Glory to God. Amen. The devil's trying to work shortages right now in the earth. He's trying to work downturns and deficits. Well, only the people that know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. You cannot do the exploits that God has uh, mandated for us to, to perform without understanding uh, the authority of God and its power in our life. Amen. Look at Matthew chapter 18. God, Jesus gave us authority. Look what he says. Look at verse number 18. The Bible says this. Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He said, again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done unto them by my father, which is in heaven. Why? Here's the reason. Look at verse number 20. For wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Wherever Jesus is, the power of the kingdom of God is. And if you operate properly in the authority of God through his word. God's power will be amen on display in your life. You'll be able to do the works of God here in this earth. Now, just as it takes authority to operate in power, it takes faith to operate in the authority of God that he's given us. You got to have faith that these words are true. You got to have faith that the promises of God concerning who you are and what he has given you are for you in your house. Glory to God. You can't be in between wondering if it's the will of God or can God really do anything about this current situation that we're living under. You got to say what God has said and operate in faith. Glory to God to see his power show up. Glory to God. Faith is believing and acting upon God's word. Now understand something. Faith, when I say faith, you ought to automatically be translating that in your spirit to mean the power to live supernaturally. That's what faith is. Faith is the power of God unto you to live in a new dimension of life. Amen. To live and conquer anything in this natural realm. Glory to God. That's what you ought to be thinking. Amen. You ought to start, amen, with the word of God. You ought to start, praise God, by taking in this word and letting it empower you. You know, faith comes, amen, when you hear it. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, that faith cometh by hearing 
and hearing by the word of God. That's why sometimes we're real repetitious in this ministry. Uh, we believe repetition is the best teacher, mean, meaning that when you begin to hear something over and over again with the same theme, glory to God, praise God, it, it plants something in your spirit and it causes you to overcome. Amen. Praise God. So we're going to operate in faith and we're going to hear the word of God. You're going to be empowered by God's word. Faith also is the ability of God to walk in the supernatural realm. Amen. Glory to God. And it is a direct result. This faith that we're talking about to have the power of God in our life is a direct result of the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hear this now. Hear what I'm saying. You have been made to walk in God's power to make manifest signs and wonders and miracles in the earth in this season. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Signs and wonders in this season. Look at Isaiah chapter 8. Isaiah chapter 8, I think it's verse number 18. Amen. I believe I probably, uh, amen, didn't write that one down. But Isaiah chapter 8, verse number 18. I, I need to show you that you've been made for signs and wonders. Isaiah chapter 8, verse number 18. Now, I understand a lot of people are saying, well, if that's true, why aren't the fake preachers uh, healing people of coronavirus. First of all, you know, preachers are not being allowed to go into hospitals like they used to during this status. But I'm telling you, at our church's seat of life, we're not backing down. We're not shutting up and we're not cowering down. We're going to do the works of God. We're going to lay hands. We're going to use wisdom and we're going to walk in the power of God and we're not going to stop doing what God said that we should be doing. And we're going to believe God for the manifestation of his power unto the people that are part of our ministry. Amen. Glory to God. I can't speak for everybody, but I'm telling, uh, I'm speaking for myself, that we believe God for his power all the way to the end. And God gave me a word about this current situation that I'll share with you later. Glory to God. Over there in Isaiah, chapter 8, look at verse number 18. You've been made for signs and wonders. He said, Behold, I and the children whom the Lord has given me are for signs and wonders in Israel, from the Lord of hosts, which dwell it in Mount Zion, which is a type and shadow of the church. The world is looking to the church at this hour right now for the signs and wonders of God. Like I said, at Seed of Life Church Houston, we're not backing up and we're not shutting up. We're going to say what God has said. Amen. All the way to the end. Glory to God. Jesus said about his word. He said this in John 6, 63. He said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. The word of God has life-giving power in it. And if you embrace the word, amen, as we're ministering it to you right now, the anointing of the Holy Spirit will come unto you and empower you to stand in the times that we live in. The Lord has so much for us and our families. Glory to God. But we're going to have to become people of faith, amen, and operate in his word to walk and live in his power. Glory to God. God's blessings God's healings and God's protective power will manifest when we get our minds renewed according to the word of God on how to walk in his power. Look at Romans chapter one, verse 12. It says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformation takes place when you subject your mind to the supernatural power of the written word of God. Amen. Let's look at it. Romans chapter 12. You need to get your eyes on that. Because a lot of people are serving God at this hour just out of, out of you know, their natural uh, understanding of, of traditional thinking and humanistic reasoning. And God doesn't want that. If you're going to serve God with power, first thing you have to do is get your mind renewed on the word of God. 
It will change your whole construct. If you can transform your thinking, you'll transform your life. Dr. Bill Winston has a book out. I read that book and my life changed. Glory to God. Transform your thinking and transform your life. I read that book. My whole ministry changed and my whole life changed. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, the power of God in his word, after you get your mind renewed, will change your life. Verse number one. The Bible says this, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And look what it says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Your mind has to get renewed in order to walk in the power of God. Amen. Amen. And that means you're going to have to depart from the natural realm. Natural realm having to do with humanistic uh, reasoning, uh, uh, your, your own uh, mental perspective in terms of how you see God in your life and how much you want God in your life. Glory to God. Uh, your life ought to be centered and based on his word, not on what the world system says. Amen. Glory to God. You have to learn how to walk in your own anointing. Amen. Glory to God. All these things come when you get your mind renewed. As you depart from the natural realm, because here's the reason. Let me show you this. Look at first Corinthians chapter two, verse 14. I know we're going a little fast. If you don't get your mind renewed and you live the rest of your life in, in natural realm thinking, natural realm thinking opposes the will of God for your destiny. And until you bring your thinking in line with the power of God's word, you'll never be able to walk in the power of God like you should. And over there in first Corinthians chapter two. Verse number 14, here's, 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 here's what the, 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 uh, the, the obstruction comes in uh, when, when you start trying to let your natural man lead your spirit man. That's, that's backwards. Your spirit man is designed to lead your natural man. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So if you believe that uh, you can have God in your life, but you don't want his spirit, it, uh, it don't work like that. Glory to God. That's the only thing I can tell you. That'll never work. Praise God. We ought to be spirit led as we get our minds renewed on the word of God so that God can release his power under us. Look over there in Matthew. You ought to be spirit led. Now you got to just seek the kingdom of God. Matthew chapter six, verse 32. The Bible says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Amen. God's kingdom power is only accessed by faith in his word. And you got to have faith to get your mind renewed to have God's power in your life. Now, the supernatural force of faith that's in the word of God can bring you into a life of no limits, a life of no limits. Every barrier and obstruction to your destiny can be removed. When you speak, God will confirm what you say because you are walking in the power of God. Let's look at it a little further. We're talking about the spirit realm. The spirit realm uh, acknowledges and uh, it operates by faith. And in Matthew chapter 11, Jesus, you know, bringing a revelation in his teaching to his own disciples. He said, y'all better get a hold of this because there's another kingdom out there, folks, and it operates by faith. And he's not just talking about coming up the rough side of the mountain kind of faith and I'm holding on and Jesus don't pass me by kind of faith. But he's talking about violent, focused, relentless, aggressive Word speaking, mind renewed faith 
And just what Jesus taught in the Bible. Look at Matthew chapter 11, verse number 12. Jesus said this. He said, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force. I'm telling you, if you're going to receive anything from God, you're going to have to, amen, show some faith in his word violently because the devil is going to contest everything that God is bringing into your life to make your life better. So you're going to have to be a person who know how to exercise violent faith to shut him down and to keep him under your feet. Glory to God. No sickness and no disease should not, should dot your door without the devil knowing that when he shows up, he's going to have to deal with somebody who knows the word of God. When he shows up to take your finances, he's going to have to know in advance he's going to have to deal with somebody who knows something about faith for finances. Glory to God. Faith for healing. Faith for your marriage relationship. Faith for your children to be grown up in the Lord, in the fear and admonition of the Lord. That's how you walk in the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. The spirit realm responds to faith, violent faith, faith that refuses to back down, a faith that is intense and focused, strong and powerful. Glory to God. And that's the time that we live in. God is looking for people who know how to operate like that. He's not looking for somebody who's going to fold up like a folding chair when a little trouble comes. Amen. So let's go through it. Let's look at it in the word of God. Now, that's the time that we're living in. And we got to have Abraham's kind of faith that we want the blessings of Abraham in our life and we we'll walk in the power of God. Look at it over there in, in Romans chapter four. I'll show you Abraham. Amen. Kind of faith God's looking for now. Romans chapter four. Hallelujah. Verse number 20. You're going to walk in the power of God. You better get you some faith. You better get it out of the word of God. Amen. It's got to be word-based faith. We're not talking about foolishness. We're talking about word-based faith that are, amen, promote you on your job, increase you in your finances, and keep your body healed. Glory to God. And keep the devil off of your, off of your family when you're operating word-based faith. Glory to God. Look at Romans chapter 4, verse number 20. The Bible says this, talking about Abraham, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Amen. Glory to God. Abraham was not weak in faith. The Bible says he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He gave glory to God in advance before everything that God would do for him. Glory to God. Amen. So God's looking for some people to walk in God's power that's got some faith. You don't want to be in unbelief. Unbelief, let me tell you something. If you got unbelief in one area of life, it's an open door to another area of your life. And unbelief is a sin in the eyes of God. God said we ought to live by faith and we ought to believe him all the way through. Well, if that's true, why are people still sick? Well, the reason, and the answer to that is the reason people are still sick, number one, is because you got an enemy, the devil. And number two, glory to God, a lot of God's people don't believe the word of God as it's written. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. They're always looking for a sign and a wonder. Well, we are called for signs and wonders, but we ought to be able to believe the word of God for his power, whether we have a sign or wonder or not. Let me show you about unbelief. Look at Revelation 21, verse 8. I think I need to show you that. If you operate in unbelief on a consistent basis toward God, towards his ministers, and, and toward what he said in his word, it'll put you in a category of people who are not going to go into heaven. Glory to God. Amen. Revelation 21, verse 8. 
You don't want to be in unbelief. You don't want to be against the word of God. You don't want to be against what God is doing in the fivefold ministry. You don't want to be critical of the hand of God moving in the earth because in so doing, you are designating yourself as a person of unbelief. And if you're in unbelief, you're not going to make it into the kingdom of God. Here's what the Bible says. Revelation 21 verse 8. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable, the murderers and the homemongers and the sorcerers and the idolaters, all lives shall have their part in the lake which burn it with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Glory to God. You mean to tell me that I, God has sent me to hell if I break in unbelief just as sure as it's written in his Bible? He won't send you, you're sending yourself. Praise God. So you want to stay away from people who got unbelief in their life also because that can be a hindrance to you. The devil does not want you to know nor learn to live by faith. The devil knows that when you learn to live by faith, his days for stumping all over your life is over. Glory to God. I mean, it's completely over. When I, when I found out that if I got my mind renewed and if I operated in faith, the power of God would come on my life, the devil stopped stumping all over my life. He, his attacks begin to decease and assist. Amen. Glory to God, because I now knew how to uh, exercise authority with power for my own life. Glory to God and for the life of my family. Let me show you something. The spirit realm. The spirit realm is governed by revelation. Let me show you. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 10. Isaiah chapter 10. Verse number 27. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says this. Now, this is revelational thinking that, that, that the Bible is exposing us to right here. It says this, and it shall come to pass, underline these next three words, in that day, that his burden shall be taken away from off of thy shoulders and his yoke from off of thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. But he said something about in that day. What day is that, Pastor? Say, the day that you get your mind renewed and come into the knowledge of God, that you don't have to have the enemy's controlling factors operating in your life to oppress you or keep you down in that day his burdens will be amen his burden shall be taken away from off of thy neck and his yoke shall be destroyed in your life because of the power of God which is the anointing glory to God so you got to understand that the spirit realm is governed by revelation and when you get a revelation of God in the right image of him according to his word you can walk in the power of God amen and that's the day of revelation of faith from the word of God for your life. Amen. Let's go a little further. We're going to hurry. When we talk about walking in the power of God, we're talking about faith being a fight. Faith carries the direct connotation of fighting. Faith is a fight and you will never obtain anything of value from the spirit realm without fighting with your faith. Glory to God. The devil is looking for people who are not operating faith. He, he's looking for folks who don't know how to use their faith as a weapon. First Timothy 6 verse 12 says that we should fight the good fight of faith. Glory to God. That carries the direct connotation, like I said, that faith is a fight. Glory to God. And you are called to fight, so you need to fight back. Glory to God. You need to fight back for your finances. You need to fight back for your family. You need to fight back. Glory to God. Amen. For your healing. You ought to not just sit there and allow the enemy to put sickness on you. You need to do everything that's written in this Bible and you need to do everything that it takes to stay healed. Glory to God. You need to walk in love. You need to forgive. Praise God. You need to do good works. That's fighting with your faith. Amen. You need to call on the name of the Lord and worship him. Amen. Glory to God. 
And that's how you use your faith as a weapon. Glory to God. You have an enemy out there. You have an enemy. And then as long as you're not operating in faith, your enemy can come against you and, and attack you anytime he gets ready. Look at 1 Peter 5, 8. You need to see that you have an enemy. Now, a lot of people, they're like, well, I thought maybe I can just go to church and praise God and, and come back home and go back to my regular life. Listen, listen, you are the church. Glory to God. And you need to be operating in supernatural power to have God's power in your life so that you can walk in the power of God. Let's go over there to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Walking in the power of God is knowing who your enemy is. Praise God. 1 Peter chapter 5, look at verse 8. The Bible says, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walking about seeking whom he may devour. And look what it says, verse number nine, whom resist steadfast in the what? In the faith. What you refuse to resist has a right to remain. And what you, amen, do not confront, you cannot conquer. Glory to God. It's the duty of every man and woman of God to give you a word to believe and a word to speak. Glory to God. And today you need to, amen, take this word in and be empowered by it so you can walk in the power of God. Amen. A supernatural church with a supernatural enemy needs to operate in supernatural power. 1 John 3, 8 says, for this reason, the son of God was made manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Well, what are the works of the devil? Sickness and disease, poverty and light. Amen. Glory to God unemployment, bills you can't pay, glory to God, trouble in your life, trouble in your marriage, glory to God, oh, that's the work of the devil, coronavirus, that's the work of the devil, but I'm telling you, I believe God that this thing is breaking, I'm calling forth for the sword of the spirit to come forth and cut the coronavirus from the hand of the devil and commanding it every night to die in Jesus' name. Now, that's how you operate in the power of God, amen. If you don't see it like that, it's because you're not walking in the spirit of God. And I'm telling you, you need to walk in the spirit of God. Amen. You need to walk in God's spirit. Amen. To break the devil's power. Jesus came to break the devil's power from against our lives and uh, praise God. And that'll happen when we walk in the power of God. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. That'll happen when we walk in the power of God. Amen. Just look at one in another place. Amen. Glory to God. Now, why is that? Why is it that people are still sick if God wants us to walk in power? Why is that the coronavirus and the COVID-19 status is still among us? And I, I tell you again, I said it once and I think it bears repeating. The main reason is because you got an enemy of the devil. And his job, according to John 10, verse 10, is to kill, steal, and destroy everything in your life. It's a progressive plan for mankind's destruction. Well, the good news, glory to God, is not that he came to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Amen. The second reason why you got a lot of people, amen, still, amen, suffering in the earth is number two. Most of God's people, I said this once and I think I said it again, they don't know how to live by faith. The force of faith that it takes to get rid of the devil and because of that, he's able to encroach against their life. Hear me, child of God. Faith begins where the will of God is known. And in John 8, 32, Jesus said this, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Glory to God. It will make you live a life of no limits. Glory to God. And I can deduce from this passage of scripture that until I know the supernatural truth of the word of God is written in his word, I can't experience God's power in my life the way I should. You have to get to a place where you are desiring to know the truth of God. Amen. And the secrets 
that he has in his word for you. Now listen to this. this is, in closing, let's, let's look at Jesus, how he operated and walked in the power of God. He walked in the power of God in his own ministry. Amen. Go with me. Let's look at how Jesus walked in the power of God in his teachings. Glory to God. Look at uh, Luke chapter 18. Jesus taught the kind of faith that it takes to get prayers answered when you're walking in the power of God. You got to have some faith in your prayer life. Amen. You can't just pray, oh, please, Jesus, help me. Please, Jesus, help me. You got to demonstrate God's power in your request. And in Luke chapter 18, verse number one, Jesus taught this in the word of God. And the Bible said, and he spake a parable or spiritual illustration unto them to this end, that men ought to always pray and not faint. If you're not a person of prayer in this hour, you dismiss the boat. You ought to be praying. You ought to be calling on the name of the Lord. And you ought to be crying out to God at this hour for your household. But this is the kind of faith that Jesus is looking for in prayer. He said, uh, men ought to always pray and not faint, saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city. And she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, though I fear not God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her at least by her continual coming. She weary me. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. Now understand, her continual coming was focused. It was consistent. It was relentless. It was demanding. And because of that, that unjust judge said, you know what? This woman going to wear me out. Glory to God. Now, with God, we don't have to, amen, come to him like that. If we come one time with that mindset, being focused and intent to receive, look what Jesus said. Look uh, at verse number seven. He said, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him, though he bear along with them? Question mark. Look what Jesus said in verse eight. I tell you that he will avenge them how speediently. Nevertheless, when the son of man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? I'm telling you, Jesus had a question mark. He's looking for people who know how to pray with the power of God in their life. And he's going to be looking for it when he returns. Glory to God. Here's another place. Let's go. Let's go. Talking about that's faith in your prayer life, not a walk in the power of God. And here's faith in another area. Glory to God. Walking in the revelation that God has given you a right through the covenant of God to be healed. Amen. Look at Luke chapter 13, verse number 10. Luke 13, verse number 10. Amen. The woman was healed on the Sabbath, and I want you to see the revelation in this teaching that when Jesus showed up, he walked in the power of God. And wherever he was, revelation was. And wherever, wherever revelation is, the power of God can manifest. Look what he said. In Luke chapter 13, verse 10, Jesus said this, and he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift, her, lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called unto her and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. And he laid his hand on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Amen. Hallelujah. And the rulers of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. 
and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work, and in them therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. See, when you start trying to operate in the power of God, believe me, religion going to have something to say about it. Oh, that don't work. Or you shouldn't be doing that. It's, you know, we're all the fake preachers right now. I'm telling you, they're right here, and we're going to do what God said do. And we're not backing up, and we're not shutting up, and we're releasing the power of God unto the people, and we're going to see the signs and the wonders that he promises. Now, watch this. They got mad at Jesus. Look at uh, uh, verse 15. And the Lord answered and said unto them, Thy hypocrite, do not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or ass from the stall and lead them away to watering. And ought not this woman, watch this now, being a daughter of Abraham, covenant. See, when you got a blood covenant, you have a right to be free. Glory to God. Whom Satan has bound low these 18 years be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day. Glory to God. And when, they, when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Glory to God. When you're walking in the power of God, wherever you are, revelation should be. And wherever revelation is, the power of God will manifest because the spirit realm is governed by revelation. That was in ministry for people to be healed. You can walk into a place that, that, that nobody in there knows anything about the power of God and release God's power in that place for healing and breakthrough. Healing, breakthrough, and turnaround will come because you're there and the power of God is on your life. Last place, let's go to Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. Praise God. We want to show you how to speak with the authority of God with power. Matthew chapter 8, look at verse number 5. You know, Jesus, amen, had a healing ministry. He was a faith teacher. And amen, people knew that he, he can get some results. If your faith is not producing anything, your faith is a fake. Glory to God. Your faith ought to be producing something in your life. Glory to God. It ought to be producing something from the Bible. Glory to God. It ought to be producing the blessing. It ought to be producing something. Glory to God. If you're operating in the power of God. Amen. Look at Matthew chapter 8 verse 5. The Bible says this. When Jesus had entered into Capernaum, he came unto, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lied at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. And look what he told Jesus. He said, because Jesus, I know how power works and power works from authority and having knowledge of it. This man had knowledge of how power worked. He said, amen, for I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I would say to this man, go, and he goeth, and uh, to another, come, and he cometh. And to my servant, do this and do that. He said, I will say, amen, I say unto this man, glory to God. See, when you're operating in the power of God and the authority of God, you got to open up your mouth and say something in faith. Glory to God. And he doeth it. And when Jesus, look at verse 10, and when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that follow, verily I say unto you, I've not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, covenant, in the kingdom of God. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out and out of darkness, and there shall be weeping and gashing of teeth. Let me tell you something. 
Jesus just said something right here. That's the problem right here. Because they got people who don't even believe, amen, that God can heal in the church. And they have people in the world who just want God to do it by speaking. And people who understand the principles of God and operate in them are the people that the power of God will come on to. Amen. Glory to God. Look at verse 13. And Jesus said unto the centurion, go thy way. And as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in that selfsame hour. Listen to me, jolly God. If you're going to walk in the power of God, you're going to have to walk in the knowledge of God's word. Amen. You're going to have to walk in the knowledge of God's word for breakthrough. You're going to have to walk in the knowledge of God's word for healing. You're going to have to walk in the knowledge of God's word, God's word for miracles. Today on the Seed of Life Lifeline broadcast, we want you to know Jesus Christ like that. So if you're not saved, we want you to just repeat this simple prayer after me. I believe when you do, you'll come into the power of God because you'll be a part of his family. You just say this with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know without you I'm lost. I know without you I'll die and go to hell. Jesus, I don't want to die and go to hell. I want you to become my Lord and Savior. I repent of my doubt and my unbelief. Glory to God. And I accept your blood-bought sacrifice at Calvary for my life. I receive forgiveness of my sin, and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. My friend, I believe if you said that prayer, you got born again and you're in the family of God and you're entitled to the blood covenant promises of the word of God. Well, that's all the time we got today on the Seed of Life uh, social media church broadcast. I'm Pastor Ellis Stelly on behalf of my wife, Charlotte, and our children, Jaden and Isaiah, and our Seed of Life church family. We want you to know and believe that Jesus is Lord. So we want you to live supernaturally and speak life. See you next week.